0: Hello? Uh, check
1: one. Check two. Oh, we're recording, 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 recording. Okay, Deaf Perspective listeners, we are back. We are back.
0: Once again. Yeah. We're back again.
1: For the Deaf Perspective Podcast, this is Joey Dula joining me again this week. Chaffa Green. What's up, y'all? And hey, Izzy the Lion. A, 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 A. health check Uh, this is something that we try to do we usually do off the air before the show we'll give y'all a little insight to what's going on in our heads without getting too personal because we don't need y'all in our motherfucking business too tough you know what i'm saying but Uh, trying to trying to
2: have it be like
1: that that's what's up so izzy
3: yes sir
2: how you feeling this week man give me
1: a little insight on your journey bro where you headed
3: i'm good man i've been um you know, just trying to be more at peace with myself and take note of, um, of my bad habits and basically just trying to get my shit together, man. Stop uh, stop procrastinating and really just um, really try to live my, my, my real potential, you know what I'm saying? And try to engage with things that call to my higher self, you That's know what I'm size. saying?
1: Yep, I feel it. I feel it. Things that are worthy of your time in your energy. Exactly. Right? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Jaffa, what about you, brother? How you feeling?
2: I'm in good, man. I've just been, you know, just dealing with this balance of, you know doing a lot, not doing too much, but then still being uh, productive. Uh, and then also just having that balance between work and, you know, doing Music or, like, extracurricular activities yeah, yeah. and some self care, and then also just kind of reminding myself, too. And that's I guess one good thing about being busy is that the times when I'm not, and the times when I do get some downtime, uh, that I don't need to feel guilty mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. and that I don't need to. Uh, get on myself and be hard on myself because I can do that. Right. I've been guilty of that. Sure. Many times. And mm. you know, just like that feeling of that, that you're not doing enough or that you're being lazy. But then just also being like, no, you're not being lazy. You're taking care of yourself. Sure. And you're recharging because uh-huh. you've got this shit coming up yep. this week in the next few days and you need to be ready for you're it you're
1: anticipating that energy you're going to need
2: exactly yep. exactly mm. so just like even if i like don't you know, get the time to just sit down and like watch a movie or like you know listen to a record or do something you know that's still being productive because it's inspiring me it's making me think it's making me think about like how my next week's gonna be. It's, it's also making me think about what I, you know, want to talk about when I get in here. So just just trying to keep everything balanced and on point. That's 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 what's been up with me.
1: That's what's up. That's what's up. So yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, man. My uh. How my, you doing, Drew? Well, you know, I think yeah. I, I'm a piggyback a little bit off of what Jaffa was saying. Um, I stay pretty busy most of the time, and I've been kind of burning myself out. Uh, from time to time, just being really, really exhausted. But I've, I've, been, I've been not so kind to myself because I, I kind of get down on myself when I rest
0: mm-hmm.
1: or when I take time to just relax. I feel guilty about it because there's so much to do. Yeah,
0: so absolutely.
1: I think that um, this, this past week, I've been diving deeper into my meditation. That's something I've slacked on a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, but instead of hitting that snooze button, getting up, you know, sitting cross-legged, and you know, doing my morning yoga and then doing my meditation, man, it really sets me up for the rest of the day, man. Yeah. Just being still and breathing and paying attention to my breath and how the blood flows through my body. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's uh, it's really been a tremendous help. And this week, I've been, I've been pretty damn balanced, man. That's You're good. Really in touch with my emotions and you why. You look I feel. balanced. Thank you, dude. <laughs> Thank you, dude. pH balance. Yeah, for a man. Yeah. <laughs> Strong enough <laughs> for a man, but
2: pH balance for a woman. Yep. Yeah,
1: yep. Yeah. Yeah, that is what's up. So, I guess we'll dive right into some current events. Yes. For this week, I have a story that was given to me by a friend, and it was reported by NPR about the United States Postal Service and some litigation that is happening What's going on with
2: the Postal Service? Alright, so
1: y'all remember Louis DeJoy? The Postmaster General, who was appointed yeah. by Donald J. Trump. Yes. He was accused of slowing down the mail on purpose during the last election, right? And mm-hmm. uh, he was also accused of giving out large bonuses to his former employees if they made a campaign contribution to Donald Trump. I not know if y'all are familiar with that. Oh, either. shit. I right? didn't he know that. doing what now? Giving away bonuses. Oh, if they vote for... No, no if they gave campaign contributions. To the orchard, so, yes. so
3: if you give your own money, yep. I'll give you taxpayer money.
1: Yep. Pretty wow. Much. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where I that's going. I don't see anything wrong with that at all. I don't know where that's going and whether or not yeah. they investigated that any further. But he is still in charge of the United States Postal Service and he is attempting to replace all, replace the government agency's fleet of vehicles.
0: Now, this what? is all mm-hmm.
1: the fleet of vehicles. Now, the, the, the vehicles that, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen the little toaster oven-looking je- little Jeeps Yeah. that drive yeah. around with the yeah. steering wheel on the other side. So they've, they've been using those vehicles since, what, the, yeah. Since the 70s? Yeah, forever. Yeah, I haven't Maybe. seen those in years, though,
2: um, but yeah. But they still got them. Okay. They still got
1: them. And they're, they're trying to uh, replace all of those older vehicles. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that, this is part of a new bill that was passed in Congress and Senate concerning the future of the United States Postal Service. And uh, they claim that they will be modernizing their fleet of vehicles. Mm. And to do so, they are attempting to purchase more gas-powered
3: vehicles. I, uh, uh, I knew you was going right. to say that.
1: Modernizing, modernizing your modernizing fleet. And willing. we're still using internal combustion engines. And I don't know about that one. So, 16 states, including California and New York, have decided to, to, to sue the United States Postal Service, stating that, the, that purchasing more gas-powered vehicles will pollute our environment for decades to come. Right. Now, the 16 states are proposing that the post office purchase all electric vehicles, which sounds like an amazing, great idea Yeah, to me. Great idea. Well, the joy and USPS clap back and said that the new fuel-efficient vehicles are more environmentally friendly than the fleet that was purchased in the 80s. Now, that being
0: true...
3: Duh! Duh, Duh, nigga! It was the 80s! Right?
1: Right? Yeah! So, environmental advocates contend that the Postal Service environmental review was inadequate and flawed, and that the contract represented a missed opportunity to electrify the fleet and reduce emissions
3: all very true
1: statements, right? So I don't know what this means. I don't know whether USPS will be purchasing all internal combustion engines, whether they will be getting hybrid vehicles. I mean, I think at the least a hybrid vehicle is a better idea than just a straight gas power vehicle, right? But I right. think I think that if they were all electric
2: vehicles, they would be sending a strong statement to the American public. You talk to our boy, Elongated Muskrat, see if if the Postal Service can get a
3: fleet of Teslas. You know, I mean, well, don't do that because Uh, Teslas, I think they've recalled, what, almost half of all the vehicles they've ever produced? Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, Tesla's actually a horrible car, and it's very unsafe, but people keep Funneling money into this, and he funnels money from other businesses.
2: because that height.
3: Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. And so that's another bubble that's going to pop soon. But that's a that's a whole other thing, bro. Well, you think, but, think about
1: what that could do. Think about what that could do for the environment. The United States Postal Service delivers to every address every day. Yeah. Every right. day. Every day. Think about the emissions that are being put into the atmosphere right now. That's a Look, I never emissions.
3: even considered that. Every I never considered
1: that. Day. And most of the time, most of the time, those vehicles don't shut off. They'll pull no. right up to your mailbox. Exactly. They're still on. You know, they still they'll on. Drop off your mail and, and then they don't go get to the next address. Mm-hmm. And they're running all day long. Mm-hmm. So right. Not
3: Everywhere. Not only Everywhere. Every, it be a every great, city.
1: Right. Not only will it be a great thing for the environment, but again, man, we'll be sending a very the United States government will be sending a very strong message, not only to the American people. But to the world. But to the entire
3: world. Look what we right. just did. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Absolutely. this this will this will only keep us um this will only keep us dependent on foreign oil and will only motivate us to keep drilling and making pipelines in our own soil. Like it's 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 just fucking oil lobbyists doing what they do as usual. And yeah. Lewis Louis DeJoy is obvious. I mean, nigga, you the postmaster general. You the, you a you a top U.S. official. You know you, no, bro. No. I'd, like, I'd like to see
1: his portfolio and see and see how many oil industries he's he's invested in, how much stock, he right, has in, like, right. How he who who he's related market. to. Right, right. That's 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 what I'd be interested in seeing.
3: And he's, 60, he's 64. He doesn't care that this planet is going to be destroyed in 20, 30 years. He ain't going to fucking be here. Yeah, he want to get as yeah, rich like, like, and comfortable and posh as he can right now. Sure. And that's what I'm saying, y'all. Everybody just pulling the levers. We need to be putting them in wood chippers. They don't give a fuck about us. I'm right. going to say it every day until people start taking me seriously. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm getting put on a list or what, but... These people that are pulling the levers for our governments, for our economies, for our ecology—they don't give a fuck about us or this planet. They just want to live rich and comfortable right now.
2: Like right. my boy MJ said, they don't really care about us. No, they don't.
3: They don't care about us, bro. They don't. And when, until when we start. Tupac, Tupac was oh.
2: like,
1: "They don't give a fuck about." It and it. You remember that track? Yeah. By Tupac.
3: Yeah.
1: No, Izzy, you don't. You're not familiar with that.
3: I don't remember that one.
1: Man, you look so much like Tupac with that bald ass yeah. head. And you don't remember that song? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah!
3: that's funny as fuck. You know I look like Suge, bro. You, you know I look okay. like Suge. Okay,
1: that's fair. That's fair. we will <laughs> doing that too. I know that too. Yeah, but that's that's all I got for that story, y'all. Um That's I, wild. I think I honestly I think that they should have snatched the joy straight out of um straight out of that position as soon as Biden was elected, but it's not that easy. You have a board yeah. of governors that has to Right. Do. Uh, get him out of that position or vote him out of that position and evidently replacing the board of governors is not something that president biden is willing to do
2: it's uh, uh not on his uh, uh priority
1: list right right well you not on his priority list you put that right there along with legalizing cannabis and forgiving student loan debt too right so all those yeah. all three of those things they, they're not gonna happen yeah they gonna happen yeah, that's all I got for this one. Chaffa, do you have a story I that do. you want to cover this week? I do, yeah. Shoot, uh,
2: Let's see. So, um, all right. I have a story. It's from Democracy Now! Uh, calls grow for Biden to win WNBA stars' release from Russia after prisoner swap. Mm-hmm. This is a story about uh, Brittany Griner. Mm-hmm. She was the WNBA player that's uh, currently, uh, currently in prison in Russia. Um, The Biden administration participated in a prisoner swap with Russia this week, freeing a Russian pilot who was jailed in Connecticut on drug charges in return for a Marine veteran imprisoned in Russia since 2019. Meanwhile, the fate of jailed basketball player Brittany Griner remains unclear. (sighs) The Phoenix Mercury Center is one of the biggest stars of the WNBA, but both the league and the Biden administration have said little about her case since she was arrested at a Russian airport on February 17th on allegations of carrying vape cartridges containing cannabis oil. Mm -hmm. There are signs that this is clearly politically motivated from the start, but the White House and the State Department seem to be giving the WNBA this advice to remain silent, says journalist Maya Goldberg-Safir, who wrote about the lack of public attention on Greiner's case in a recent article. We know that in order to get Brittany Greiner home, the, the White House will need to intervene. Goldbrook-Saphir also notes that Greiner, like many, like many WNBA players, plays abroad during the offseason for extra income, and her arrest highlights the gender pay gap in professional sports that may have placed her at an additional risk. Mm-hmm. So we've got, like, a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. a lot going
1: on there, ain't it? So if, they, if she was on. being paid fairly, she wouldn't even have to be abroad. Yeah, if she mm-hmm. was
2: getting NBA money, she wouldn't have to right. play abroad, mm-hmm. you know. So there's that. She's a woman. Mm-hmm. She's a woman of color. Mm-hmm. So
1: How much um, news have you seen about this? Um, very little.
2: Very little, but I have heard rumblings about her and her case. And just kind of how, you know, she got in prison kind of right when the Russia-Ukraine right. conflict popped off. And it's kind of like, all right, she's in prison for, you know, just having, like, vape cartridges And we're not going to do anything about it. Meanwhile, uh, these two other prisoners, both of which were white men...
1: uh, (laughs) Not surprised.
2: Yeah, surprise, surprise. uh, Got swapped, and everything's fine in that situation. mm -mm -mm. So, you know... She
1: was arrested on February 17th. Yeah. So, March, April. We worked what, two two and a half months Uh, Almost three three months,
2: yeah. Huh.
3: Uh-huh. Damn, in yeah. Russian, in Russian prison? No, Well, that's tough. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's Russian tough. prison.
2: Dude. Not a fate I would wish on anybody. No, hell
3: no. What, and say? you black? Oh my god. Yeah. So when this first happened, yeah, I, I was hearing a lot of uh news coverage of this. But as uh, no progress was being made, it just kind of died down. And of course, you know, you hear, you hear, you know, black people and black activists and black writers say, yo, what's up? What's going on with the system? Because, you know, we have memories of, you know, Sandra Bland and, you know, other people who die in police custody and and all these, you know, precarious situations. But, um, it (sighs) was... Why the fuck does she have to have fucking... Fucking weed on her, bro. I don't know why. Yeah,
2: she she did take a risk with that one. Yeah, and that's something that like on one end, it's like you think, you know, it's not like in flower form. Right. You can fly with it. Sure. It'll be like easy to be under the right, like the a regular that vape. Shit. But, right. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Then also keep in mind, it's like if you're going to Russia, if you're going to a country that's already. You know we don't have the best relationship with them,
3: right? Right,
2: um, tensions are already kind of high, might not be the best move. No, I mean, you know,
1: I'm, I'm on board with the idea that she fucked up by bringing it, you know what I mean? She shouldn't have done that, right? But, but I mean, come on, man. The U.S. need to go ahead and get her up out of there, man. You know, yeah. it, the conditions, the prison conditions for black people in general, are bad in the U.S., not to mention yeah. black women. Right, the discrimination right. they fit. can you imagine?
2: Much less another country. And can and this you is imagine? also why I mean like this is also why and it's a good thing, but this is also why, you know, because we just had four twenty a couple weeks ago, and I was so happy to see a lot of people talk about okay, yeah, it's cool four twenty, but also let's keep in mind let's get these black people out of jail right. and out of prison, yes, that we're on like absolutely. marijuana That's charges. All that it's just like, you know, yeah, like let's have fun and let's celebrate, but we can't fully have fun and celebrate and party when we have white people own disp- dispensaries that look like Apple stores. Yep. But we still have our brothers and sisters in prison on these charges and have been in there for years. Right. right so this right. story is just, you know, a whole nother reminder of that.
3: Right. So, I I, um, I don't know if this is true, um, but this is what I had heard, that her girlfriend actually put it in her luggage. So, she didn't even know. Her, girl, her, girlfriend, her girlfriend wanted to bring it through because she was traveling with her, but instead of putting it in her own luggage, oh, she put it in... She put it in her So is it
1: safe safe to say now that her (laughs) ex-girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, right. Probably.
3: (laughs) Right. Probably. Okay, how
1: much I love you. If you get me put in a Russian prison, it's over. Yeah, nah, nah. nah, (laughs) That's a deal breaker. (laughs) It's done-done, son. Nah, it's (laughs) done-done.
3: But a, a, a thing is, I mean, I think after like a week, maybe two weeks after she first got arrested, Russia released a statement saying that she was fine. But since then, like, we haven't, we haven't heard anything. And some people are like, man, we don't even know if this girl is still alive. Right. Like, we haven't. Yeah. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, sh- that shit definitely well, happens, you know. So the
1: State Department did say that they are monitoring the situation very closely and that they're, they're working on the case. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah.
3: Man. Okay. I mean. Yeah.
1: That's what they're
2: saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's, it's also important to, you know, keep in mind, um, I'm gonna quote this article again. Okay. It's really worth noting that Brittany Griner is a black lesbian. She's uh, six foot nine. She has right. tattoos all over her arms. She's outspoken about being proud of her sexuality. Yeah. She breaks their norms.
3: Homosexuality it, homosexuality is illegal in Russia.
2: That was just gonna is say, it? yeah, we all know that this is an, an intersection of identities that Putin and the Kremlin have a history Shit. of really targeting in rhetoric and action. Y'all pray for Eric right. Griner. Yeah, dude.
3: no, for real, for, for real though. For real, dude. For real. I um, I, I watch. Um, this is it's kind of related. I watch. You watch Jesse. Uh, uh, right, right. <laughs> when did for this a nigga, happen? For a nigga, that, and they ain't seen nothing. You ain't
1: seen shit.
3: <laughs> I, I watch. Um, I watched Jesse Smollett. Uh, be sentenced. I watched the the court. Uh, video yeah. and. And he yeah. start wilding, and he's just like, I'm not suicidal. I'm mm-hmm. not suicidal. I'm, I'm not going to hurt myself. Okay. If anything happens to me while I'm in there, know that I did not do anything to myself. Uh-huh. And while he's wilding and acting crazy in court, nigga, that is the smartest thing you have done your entire career. That was the and smartest thing
1: Because the reason why you went court. court was dumb as fuck. Yeah.
3: Dumb as fuck, dumb nigga. As so I'm, gl- I'm glad you got one in before, you know. got <laughs> one but, in
2: before, yeah.
3: For every everybody listening, uh, you know, I'm all uh, especially my black people. I'm always talking to y'all specifically, nigga. Let them folks know. Let your people know. I'm not suicidal. If anything happens to me, I did not do anything to myself. Let that be known, man. Always, yeah, always, sure. always, always. And have you a life insurance hope, policy? Um,
1: have you a life insurance right. policy?
3: Absolutely. I, I really hope Britney's safe, man. I I, I really really Appreciate do. I, I worry about this.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you know, you know, my thoughts go to her and her family and friends and just I, you know, I just like you know, hope she's okay. Sure. Um, Cause it's scary, man. It's scary for anyone to be in that situation, much less somebody like her that we just said who's you know, someone that's a, a target because of who she is. Right.
3: And her right. You a you a six nine black lesbian? Oh yeah. man. You're, you you In mean, Russia?
2: Yeah, shit. It's like yeah. you're a target over here, much less there. Right.
1: I'm trying to smoke one with her when she comes back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah, for me <laughs> too, yeah.
1: <laughs> Tell me what <laughs> that was about a little bit. Uh, uh, yeah. All right, Joff, you got another story for us as week? I do. Okay, I do. okay. Yeah, okay. hey. hey. going? Double up on them. All right. Let's do it. So,
2: this is also from Democracy Now. Okay. Um. Harvard University just released a 134-page report this week that detailed the school's extensive ties to slavery oh. and pledged $100 million for a fund for scholars to continue to research the topic. Uh. The report documents dozens of prominent people associated with Harvard who enslaved people, including four Harvard presidents. Oh, boy. Harvard commissioned mm. the study in 2019 as part of a wave of schools reckoning with, with their past and the ongoing racial discrimination. Mm. Harvard's ties to slavery began with the founding of the institution, says MIT historian Craig Stephen Wilder, author of Ebony and Ivy. Ebony they and slave- Ivy. What a fucking great <laughs> name. Oh, that's tough. What a great name. That's tough. Okay. They're together. <laughs> right. he, was,
3: he, was, he was in the shower when he thought about that yeah, hey, yeah.
1: Yeah. hey, He had bars with that. Right. One yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right go ahead. But, um...
2: That. Walters said that while this history is not new, Harvard worked for decades to erase his complicity in slavery. Mm-hmm. And he says we were really only beginning to reconcile and to really struggle with the deep ties that this institution has to slavery. Now, keep in mind, this article has a video where they uh, show part of the report and part of what was in it, and it listed the names of these people that were slaves. Oh. Uh, and listed like like who they were and also it gets into this thing where I actually want to uh, bring it up and play this clip real fast um, and this actually talks about one slave in particular um, well I'll just have the clip explain it, that's like the best okay. way to do it go for it the evidence of the legacy of slavery at Harvard is in the landscape you can go to the old burial ground and you can
1: see the headstones for two enslaved people One of them, a girl named Cicely, was enslaved to William Brattle, who was a tutor, a treasurer, and a fellow
2: at Harvard University. We also know that several of Harvard's presidents who lived in Wadsworth House, which is still standing on campus today, owned enslaved people of African origins, among them Venus, Bila, and Juba. That's an excerpt from the
0: video that accompanies the Harvard report. In this clip, Harvard fellow Christopher D. E. Willoughby tells the story of an African teenage boy who was later dissected and oh studied by a Harvard professor.
1: Oh, man. Stormont is a particularly tragic figure. He's only 17 years old. At the end of about six months to a year of being on display, he takes his own life,
0: he hangs himself. But Stormont's tragedy doesn't end with his death. When Stormont kills himself, they give his body to Harvard. Harvard faculty member Jeffries Wyman conducted a dissection of Sturman's body. And they also made a set of
2: casts
0: of his body.
1: Can we cut this? Can we cut that this? Means-
2: yeah, that's rough, people. And also, I, I really wanted to highlight this. Because, again, this didn't happen in the South. This didn't you know, happen mm. in a typical part of the country that we would normally associate this type of sickness with. This happened in the North. This happened at an Ivy League school. Not only just an Ivy League school, but a highly respected, probably Presigious. the most respected mm-hmm. level of, Academic instruction in this country, and they were doing this shit.
1: It's interesting how you were you were talking well the from the clip that we just heard the gentleman that was talking about how Harvard was trying to erase their history and their involvement in slavery and right. how much the United States and in every institution that we have in this country absolutely. is doing the same thing absolutely. has been doing the same thing Absolutely,
3: with revising mm-hmm. history. Mhm. Um, and you know what I want to say if we don't talk about the crimes of white people nobody will. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That is a fucking sure fact. Right. Right. We we absolutely have to talk about it.
1: America's definitely definitely
3: definitely guilty. Definitely guilty.
2: Yeah. People always ask, like, well, "Well, why do you bring it up so much?" That was years ago. Blah blah blah, and I'm like, "Well, first of it's all, not, though. it wasn't though. It wasn't that long. It, it wasn't that long ago." Um, especially when we consider that you know people are mad about you know Confederate monuments being like taken down, and that was shit that was around the same time, if mm-hmm. that b- before this. Mm-hmm. And also, too, again, it goes back to. Those that do not understand history are condemned to repeat it. Sure. Mm-hmm. The reason why we keep bringing this up and mentioning stories like this is because we see the human condition. We see how people are. We know how people are if, like, left to their own devices right. and their own like the evil inherent and the evil. Right. Yeah. Right, right. They're gonna repeat the same shit. Sure that Mm -hmm. people did, like, generations and generations ago. Mm -hmm. So that's why, to me, it's so important to bring these stories up and talk about it Mm -hmm. and mention it also to the fact, too, that, again, it's not these, you know, ignorant white people in Mississippi. This is fucking, like, you know, snobby, supposedly smart, Mm -hmm. educated white people that perpetuated this evil. Sure.
1: I mean, I would go as far as to say that slavery is still happening.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Um, it, 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 like you talked about in the in the previous story with uh, Brittany Griner, and uh, people being in prison still on cannabis charges. Yes. In states right. that cannabis is now legal in. Right? Absolutely. Well, Thirteenth right. Amendment said slavery was okay if people have committed a crime, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So exactly. even when
1: that crime is decriminalized, they're still slaves. Yeah. You know. Absolutely.
3: I I, I want to piggyback off of what Jaffa says, you know, he said that this didn't happen in the South. These are supposed to, suppose that, you know, well, well, these are intellectuals, you know, this, these are Northern white people that are, you know, that, that, that we often mythicize as being, you know, enlightened and, you know, uh, progressive, but this is, this is a, this is a direct quote from Abraham Lincoln, man. Someone that everyone assumes is, you know, Well, you know, he has the the great, the great emancipator title, right? right. He addressed, he addressed the crowd and said, I am not nor ever have been in favor of bringing about in any way, the social and political equality of the white and black races, right? I am not nor ever have been in favor of making voters or jurors of Negroes, nor qualifying them to hold office nor to intermarry with white people. Wow. And I will say, in addition to this, that there is a physical difference between the white and black races, which I believe will forever forbid the two races from living together on terms of social and political equality. And inasmuch as they cannot so live while they do remain together, there must be a position of superior and inferior. And I, as much as any other man, and in favor of having the superior position assigned to the white race, you see Abraham Lincoln was a white supremacist.
1: Yeah, yeah you see, Abraham
2: Lincoln, a, re, Abraham Lincoln was a Abraham re, Lincoln was a Republican. He freed the slaves.
3: <laughs> he was a goddamn. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he was a goddamn Klansman. Yeah.
1: Well, this is this is the quote. They don't, they, they don't teach you this quote. They don't bring this up in school. They don't want you to see that. They they want us to be so thoroughly invested in this idea of a white jesus Mm -hmm. coming to save the day and that white jesus is abraham lincoln Mm -hmm. that's what they they want us to praise him
2: it's like that old Mm -hmm. joke i don't know if you heard but like what did lincoln say after he went on a two-week bender what's that i freed who
3: Hey. hey, You got it, man. That's funny. That's, that's, damn.
1: Oh, (laughs) my All right. Is that all we got for this story? That's all I got for this story. Okay, deafers, deaf perspective listeners, we'll be right back for, wait a minute, let me look at this. Yeah, let's see what we got next. This is a Jaffa behavior. I All right. am
3: with
1: it We'll be right back With a job of be hating Right after
3: Look, man, <laughs>
1: let me tell y'all something. This your boy, Ply, and you listen listening <laughs> to Deaf Perspective Podcast. What? <laughs> listen in on Spotify and Apple
0: Podcasts.
1: <laughs> okay, deafers, we are back for a
2: Jaffa behavior. Hey, 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 Now I'm going to go home and put some water in Bucknaster's mama's dish. Good day. Oh, man. All right. So uh I want to talk about something that I've been hating on for a long time. What you been hating on, John? What I've been hating on for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I just recently got reminded of it. And it just brought back all that hate hate again. And mm. it's it's hippies, man. I hate hippies. <laughs> I hate hippies. <laughs> if, if I were to talk to Paul Mooney and ask how he felt about it. What would he say? I mean, it would probably be... But something like you got these crazy white people just going around acting like they ain't got shit and trying <laughs> to look like niggas.
3: Right. <laughs> trying try to try to look like Indians. <laughs> yeah.
2: If you see any niggas just standing around, sitting around, looking like they ain't got shit, what's gonna happen? We're gonna Call the you know, call the police. Call, Take them out of here. Take these niggas out of here. But then <laughs> you, you get these white people. Oh, it's so great. Oh, peace and love, blah I, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. They don't like these they They taking our shit. They taking our culture. They taking away our right to lay around and do whatever the fuck we want to do. So,
0: um,
1: Mr. Mooney, I, I, I got a question for you. I got a question for you. All right. H- how do you feel about uh, white hippies and um, dreadlocks?
0: Mm.
2: Everybody want to be a nigga.
3: Nobody want to be a nigga. <laughs> Black man is Real the most shit. copied,
2: copied, copied creature on the face of the earth. Uh-huh. And no one says that more when you see a white man with dreads. Every time I see a white man I just want to slap the taste out of his mouth.
1: Okay. The his
3: they, be, they be looking like the Grinch fingers.
1: <laughs> they do, no. <know. laughs> You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. <laughs> Mr. Grinch. <laughs> but, um,
2: but also, too, it was like, this got inspired because uh, um, I had to work this show on uh, 420, and it was this performer that owns two of Jerry Garcia's guitars, which is really funny because that would be like, if be like if I were like, yo, come see me play. I've got Jimmy Hendrix's guitar. Look at me. You know, like, all right, right cool. But can you play it? Motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like cool story, bro. And, uh, um, and it was, dude, it was a trip, man, because I mean, yeah, it was, you had that show, but I think just the combination of that and, It being on 420, it just brought this, like, it just brought out this contingency of, like, you've got old white hippies that act like they're cooler and hipper and woker than they really are, Uh but they're still old white people walking around with white privilege and thinking that they own everything and everything, like, belongs to them and they deserve everything that they have. Mm -hmm. So you have that. And then you have these... Younger kids that I don't know what the fuck is happening with them, but they literally just like. I don't want to judge. I'm gonna go ahead and judge. They look like just fucking meth heads. Like, like, <laughs> they, they look like like they look like sleazy as fuck or like skeezy. They look like they just like crawled out of a gutter. And yeah, to, dude, to be when honest, when I when, this I, when, is I, just when like, I go to like, the I'll dispensary, you. I'm like, dude, like I like I can't. I, I don't, they, I can't trust these motherfuckers.
3: Right. (laughs) They look like the type of people that will come up
2: in your house and take shit. Like, real (laughs) talk.
3: Take shit.
2: Also, what was was interesting to me was the fact that, like, out of all the shows I worked at this venue, this was the one that had the most cash that I had to handle, where people paid with cash the Mm. most. And I'm like, okay, well, this is either, like, these white hippies, like, look like shit, but they're really balling, and they're just, like,
3: throwing uh, around, throwing like, around
2: just because. Right. Or they're on some, like, you know, I'm not in the system, man. I'm off the grid, no, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, you don't <laughs> own me, man. Like, just because they don't have, like, a debit card or something like that. So they're throwing this cash around. right? Which, either or is just, like, Shitty and annoying and kinda of like what you would expect from this crowd. So so,
1: so the pro- the problem I got with hippies is very much the same problem that Gil Scott Heron had with hippies. Yes, right? exactly. And that's the fact that they try to piggyback on the civil rights movement. Uh-huh. For their free weed, mm-hmm. for their free love. Exactly. But do they really give a damn about yeah. black folks? I don't, really down. I don't know.
2: I don't know. Are you really down? Are you really down? Are you really down? You yeah, just trying to you trying co op this shit. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's like, and I mean, just I mean, if Gil says it is true, first mm-hmm, of all, mm-hmm. who right? will survive in America? Hmm? Who will survive in America? Exactly. Who will survive in America? <laughs> yeah. Listen to that. Right. Exactly. You, like you can get that on Spotify, dude. All of those records, man. Like "Winter in America." Yeah. You know like pieces of a man all fucking classics and masterpieces. Yeah. My dad always talked about how when he heard those records back in the day, you know, and coming from like growing up in a little small town in Indiana, he felt like he was hearing the news before it actually got on TV before oh, yeah. it actually got on the Oh, news. the revolution. Yeah, exactly. It'd be televised. <laughs> right. exactly. <laughs> For sure. Um, you know, I'm not saying that they're not that there aren't any Good hippies out there. Just the state of hippies these days is weird because, like I said before, it's either like one of the two categories that I just mentioned, and I I don't know. I'm a little sus. He's a little sus. I'm I'm a little (laughs) sus looking at him. He don't like it. So at at this point, honestly, I'd rather deal with juggalos. There, he'd rather deal with the (laughs) juggalos, and that's why he be hating.
1: Hey,
3: hey, 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 hey,
1: hey, 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 hey. hey, hey, Okay, Deffers, we will be right back with a brand new hot take. KDF Perspective listeners, we are back with a brand new hot take. Izzy the Lion, do you have
3: a hot take for us this week, sir? Sir, I got a hot take so hot, mm-hmm. we might get canceled, my
2: brother. Oh, Yeah, I heard about this. I'm like, uh. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I'm going to come real with it, but yeah.
1: Okay, so, I mean, what we got, bro? Go ahead hit us with it
3: what do we feel about healing pedophiles before they abuse someone uh, mm.
1: so like a preventative measure of such a thing is that is that what we is that what we're saying
3: yet yeah, that there are there are preventative measures there's therapy mm-hmm. you know um Sometimes it's effective. A lot of times it's not. Um, some people, okay, 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 okay. To kick it off, I want to say okay, here. Here is the definition. I looked this up last night. Pedophilia is a psychiatric disorder in which an adult or older adolescent experiences a primary or exclusive sexual attraction to prepubescent children the criteria for prepubescence is age 13 according to the american psychiatric association so we have a very fixed definition here okay a person a person must be at least 16 years old and at least five years older than the prepubescent child for it to be diagnosed as pedophilia Okay. And these def- these definitions come from the American Psychiatric Association and the World Health Organization under mental and behavioral disorders.
2: You know, I look at it in like two ways. Alright, on one hand, if it is something where it is like a legitimate like mental illness or like a legitimate mental disorder, do want to try our best to deal with it the best way how i, I kind of feel as if like the science is still so new on it and we're still kind of like learning like how this is if it is something that is like a legitimate mental dysfunction or disorder we should deal with it in that way but man there's I like i hate the shit so much and right. a lot of times I just feel as if it's like sometimes I feel like it's not a mental thing, it's just somebody just being fucking gross and evil and sick. And mm-hmm. and if it's that, it's like I, I have no tolerance for that at all. I mean, needless right. to say, all of us here at Deaf Perspective yeah, I don't think, have zero yeah, tolerance not, not for that at all. At all. Yeah, yeah. Right, right.
3: Putting that out there. And 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 just and just for this hot take, let me say um if a person has acted on that, I feel you should be put to death point blank period if you have acted on it and you're convicted, I personally feel like you have you should be put put to death I'm not but this is that. but this is this is people who may be thinking about it and and are like, yo I need help I haven't done anything but i I need help
2: yeah, and that's like. Yeah, that's another thing to keep in mind. If they are like that, it's like, I have not acted on these impulses yet, and I want to mm-hmm. make steps to make sure that I don't do that. Right. I, okay, then, Then yeah, we have to figure out some way to, like, help these people.
3: But, well. Uh, but I don't know. I, like, ugh. Ped- pedophilia is one of the mental disorders that can have you involuntarily committed. Huh. So you could go to get therapy and try to seek help, but there's a possibility they're going to lock your ass up, okay. especially in America.
1: Yeah, right, right so if all right, so my perspective on this is well, let me start with this. It has been said, and I, I don't I was just trying to check a source on this, but um, nearly all pedophiles were abused as children. Yes. So, were victims yes. of... Abuse. Abuse. Yes. Okay. Now, not, not saying that every victim of abuse becomes a pedophile, but right. nearly all pedophiles were victims of abuse. Yeah. yeah. That being said, if there were programs to go into, more social programs, that were accessible to people that were victims of abuse, then I think that we could probably get a pretty good um control and we'd be able to decrease the amount of uh actual molestations and um acting yeah. on these uh these impulses. Now I don't know I mean, okay, this is this is kinda new for me to think of it as a mental illness. Yeah, it's new right? for me
2: too, honestly. So And
1: I think it's just because of the, the, the disgusting nature of yeah, this the crime. Yeah. Problem, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm not. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm about the death penalty for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, but also, if it is just a thought, and it hasn't been acted upon, I'm all for the rehabilitation. Yeah. I say. I say sure. Give them, and it should be free.
2: Yeah. Give
1: yeah. them the opportunity.
2: Yeah, and it should be done in such a way that it is like actually helpful and positive mm-hmm. and it's
1: you know the see well, herein lies the problem how much molestation happens that is not reported
3: right because, that's what i was about to say
1: because the yeah. abuser is a very close family member mm-hmm. and a lot of the times the abuser will make the abuser feel like yeah th- this is your fault absolutely yeah like you you know I don't know, man. Yeah. That I mean
2: right. it's tough, man. That's
1: ugh. I 100% agree with the rehabilitation if, if nothing has been acted on, but also 100% castration at the at
2: least. the least,
1: at the least for actually Whoa. carrying out the
2: Yeah, cuz that is to me it's like as much as murder is a gross and heinous act mm-hmm. and it should be dealt with and handled accordingly. Okay. I mean, I'm not here to say like what's worse or what's better, blah blah blah. But
1: I think murder is more forgivable than than child molestation.
2: I, I'm kind of there too because I'm like,
1: okay, I don't even think you, I think a lot of a lot of I've, there's a lot of people in jail for murder that I don't even feel like they deserve a life sentence. Right. I, yeah,
2: I, I just kind of feel like you know, yeah, like taking a life is wrong, and it's you know, a horrible, gross, heinous act. But then, at the same time, as someone that got molested or abused, especially if they were they were a child, they carried that with them yeah. their whole life. Yeah. And that's something that's just like it's hard for me to have compassion. It's, yeah. It, it's almost like I don't want to say that like you're better off dead, but I, I mean I don't know. I'm like
1: it's hard for me to have compassion. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, ugh,
2: I don't have compassion with it either, especially well, you know. I grew up in church, and we all know that shit runs rampant. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, just yeah. going to be like frank and mm. honest, and anyone that's yeah. offended with it can die. Fucking offended. be offended. Yeah, you know, <laughs> whatever. It is what it is. Well, yeah. I literally well, he, had, uh, when I was in grade school and in junior high, I was going to this church, and they had this thing happen where. The associate pastor and the junior high youth pastor—they were molesting kids. Oh, two of which were good friends of mine. Fuck, so it was very easy. Where it was just like I didn't—I I wasn't really close with the associate pastor, but I knew the junior high youth pastor, and I was good friends of him. Okay, kill both, so both. So, kill them both. That's, so that's, it could have like easily been me. So right. that's why. The, I mean, yeah. that's like one instance in particular where I don't have patience for it, especially in the church, because it's just like, there's so much of that shit that gets swept under the rug, and when these situations happen, then, like, the pastor or the church is thinking about how this is going to look publicly, this is like a PR disaster, Mm -hmm. how are we going to, like, handle this? They're worried about that shit, as opposed to, like, there are these kids... Oh, and it, and it ain't just a Catholic use. church. It ain't just a Catholic oh, church. Oh,
1: no. I, Regular I, I
0: church. I haven't too. even right.
1: brought
2: up the Catholic
1: right, church. Right, right, right.
2: I'm just talking about, like, right. non-denominational charismatic shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't right. even I got gotten it into clear the for Catholic
1: the church. church. I was just making it clear for the listener. Yeah, lift, so no,
2: like, that shit happens, like, no matter what de- no matter what denomination, honestly. Right. So, right. and and what's, like, what's, it's, it's sad about that, especially if you get into certain churches where if they don't believe in therapy... Or, you know, talking to a, a psychiatrist or, like, mm-hmm. a mental health mm-hmm. expert because, you know, God's going to sort it out. Right. That's, you know, right. that's like, yeah. even more oh. of, like, you know, putting these kids in a harmful situation and giving them right. something that they're going to have to struggle and wrestle with for the rest of their lives. Right. Like,
3: Forever. I, like, that, oh, that
2: shit bothers me. But you, I, like, and I I like, took- I haven't... Thankfully I have not had to deal with that, but my heart breaks for people
3: that have because I've known people that have had to deal with that. Right. Yeah. So right. Izzy, what you
1: had you said you, you, you were starting
3: to sell. Uh, yeah, two things. Um I was gonna say the uh, the American Psychiatric Association wants uh they, they basically like want clearer language because they're saying that not all pedophiles touch children. And um and that pedophilia in itself is very specific to, um, pre prepubescence, You know, what I'm saying before puberty. And then there's a whole other word for for people sexually attracted to like kids between 11 and 14. It's called hebephilia. I, I don't dude,
1: think I think that should be all the same category. Honestly, I think yeah, they, that shit that shit don't matter pass. to me. I think they give yeah. the a pass on that.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, a- I mean,
3: absolutely.
2: Yeah, you can up with like as many different terms as you want for it. Right. It's, it's the same shit. And yeah, it's what, fucking right. What's right gross. is right and what's wrong is wrong. That's right. all it is, exactly. So. And it's wrong. Go so I
1: don't right. fuck what
3: you call it. <laughs> <laughs> so now, psychologists have also said that pedophilia emerges in a person before or during puberty and that it's self discovered, not chosen. Hmm. So for this reason, it's described as as a disorder of sexual preference similar to being heterosexual or homosexual so it's now and and, and they make it very i, no, I, I made sure i made no. sure, i made sure to clarify this they, they made it very clear they're not stating that pedophilia is a sexual orientation it is a disorder of sexual orientation that makes you fixated on little children right okay yeah i mean uh, i definitely so, agree with the disorder right. part of it so so now you know with the thinking that this is a disorder and it's one that a person can't choose and it's been with them since they were like you know since since before they were 13 how i mean i mean shit it's, it's kind of hard to forgive a person like that but damn it's kind of like not your fault
2: yeah, I mean. Again, I can have
1: yeah. compassion if it's before the fact, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> but when you act yeah. on certain things, you there are consequences for your actions. Absolutely. Of course. And when of you course. Hurt, And when you hurt people, you you gotta suffer the consequences. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, like they I, say, hurt I, people, hurt people. Yeah, and I but, get that. But also, too, it's like there's serious consequences, like lifelong consequences committing acts like
1: that and you're not and there's no way yeah. anybody is going to be able to convince me into believing that someone that molests a child did not know it was wrong before they did it yeah Ain't no, no no fucking even if you had no, molested, you knew. you knew goddamn well back yeah. then someone right and absolutely yeah right and you know better I, I, yeah
3: i don't think that um I don't think that most people who I don't think most pedophiles are going to go seek help just because of the fact that you can be involuntarily committed yeah even if you've done nothing wrong that's a huge deterrent bro but um but secondly if if a person is a pedophile and let's say you you have a you have a child in your home your own son you can never do anything to your son but you you know you look at. Child porn or whatever. Again, they're gonna lock you. up, They're gonna take away your child. They're gonna take away your access. If you live too close to a school, you know what I'm saying. If you have nieces and nephews, like. But if we have mercy on you and try to get you help, and you do something anyway, well, shit. That's 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 something we could have prevented, and we should have locked you up. Okay. So it's a it's a weird it's a weird catch twenty two, and I don't think a lot of I don't think a lot of these people are going to get help.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you make the help available and make it free. Yeah. And then increase the sentencing if you do some shit. Mm-hmm. Then I mean maybe I mean maybe that's maybe that's a solution. And I'm not, not not saying that that is the end all be all and there will be no more pedophilia there no. will be no more child molestation, yeah. but I think that that would definitely help. Um, yeah, deter. Yeah. I mean, continue. I would definitely yeah. like to
2: see a lot less of it. Yes. And once again, man. Just even just like thinking about it, it's like my heart breaks for any kid that's had to like suffer through that because that's just like undeserved. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, we all got we all got our trauma, man. Yeah,
2: not for not for real though, and uh, man. I mean, I've been just thinking about what you know the the people that I've known. Um, I mean, I'm even thinking about one person in particular that uh, uh, he suffered through that, and like years later, I think when I like found him on Facebook, um, and just you know, like he was just like saying some like ignorant like Trumper shit, blah blah blah, and I'm like, well, well, fuck, man, like part of me wants to like be pissed at you for this shit. But the other half, it's like, I know what you've been through. And right. I know what exactly.
3: you suffered through. Right. Exactly. So,
2: like, you know, if it was, like, anybody else, it's like, ah, oh, you're just some dumb Trump or fuck off. Right. But I'm like, bro, Yeah,
1: because you, know. you got compassion for him. Yeah. You know what his story. Yeah. Yeah, I so, get it. I get it. All right. Well, is that that's all we got yeah. for this gentleman?
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to say, lastly, that um, the U.K., has like one program where pedophiles can come and try to get help and they are not, they're not legally held responsible. Like they can't be involuntarily committed. The United States has no programs like that. And as of right now, there's no evidence that pedophilia can even be cured. Yeah. And exactly. most, most, most therapy is focused on helping pedophiles from refraining on, you know, acting of their, on acting on their desires. But, um, Some therapies do try to cure it, but it's it's no study shown that there's any long term change in you know sexual preference. Mm. So um ah
0: yeah,
3: Mike have to put them in the wood, Chipper Joe. Yeah, yeah, you know, let them fertilize the earth,
1: or just at least part of them.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Just, just, just put the tip in. Not all just of it. With- <laughs> just just yeah. the naughty bits. Yeah. Just run the naughty bits through there real yeah.
1: quick. Yeah. Yeah,
2: just a tip. But, just a tip.
3: This is I I I and, and some people may argue that this is not the answer, but I think it would help if we legalize sex work yes if we can get some of these incels laid it is therapeutic it's so therapeutic bro you some if we legalize sex work and made this a legitimate safe job a place a clean place you can go to healthy place Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying
1: okay Deaf perspective that was, listeners. That was a hot take. That was a it hot take. It doesn't get much hotter than that. It's pretty fucking scorching. Yeah. Um, All right, we're <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I almost didn't want to touch it. Yeah, I was. So, let us know what you think about the hot takes. If you have a Deaf perspective, hit us on the Instagram, hit us on our Facebook, on our social medias. Let us know what you think. If you have an idea for a hot take, let us know. We'll be more than happy to mull it over, see if we can air it. We will be right back
3: for our world class media
0: review.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that ain't it.
1: Okay, Def Perspective listeners, we are back for our
0: world-class media review.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jaffa Green. What is up? My guy, I know you dig through the crates all day. I do. That's
2: what I do on a regular basis. What you
1: do on the rigs? I know you be spinning vinyl.
2: That's what I do on a regular basis. And you have
1: given us some wonderful, wonderful selections as far as classic albums here recently. Some new albums, mostly classic albums. Yeah. And we appreciate everything that you do. But do you have some vinyl that you would like to share with us?
2: I do. This week. I, I do, as a matter of fact. Hit me with it, homie! All right. Okay, so what I want to talk about this week is this band uh, from the 90s from Southern California, and they're called The Lassie Foundation. The Lassie Foundation. Now, um... When I was a younger lad back in the day, when I was a young Christian kid, um, you know, I was like, ex- I was one to explore, I was one to get into different music than what I knew coming up or what was kind of like the safe Christian music, mm-hmm. um, that I had known and then that got me into getting into like alternative music and other bands and stuff, but, uh, mm-hmm. The thing about the Lassie Foundation was they were a band. Their lead singer was this guy named Wayne Everett, who uh, he used to play drums for this band called The Prayer Chain, okay. which was like kind of like the first like modern rock alternative band that I got into. And even to this day. Is it Christian music? Yeah, well like okay. even to this day, like their last record that they did called Mercury is like definitely not a Happy sunny Jesus record. It was like the soundtrack of the band breaking up. It's still like a moody, shoegazing classic. Okay. Um, and then after Wayne was in the prayer chain, then he joined um, Starflyer 59. Oh, okay, which, okay. We okay. Remember, okay. Me we about remember. To, remember me talking about them. Yep, yep. And then after he uh, played drums for Starflyer, he started this, or while in the middle of doing that, he started this band called The Lassie Foundation. Not... Not a Christian band, not trying to be in the Christian market at all, Mm -hmm. but they were just like a really great mix of the Beach Boys and My Bloody Valentine and Rye, kind of taking that shoegaze sound and mixing it with this like Southern California sunny pop quality to it. Um, And they were great. They were like one of those bands that they never blew up. But they got songs and like, you no know, shows like buffy the vampire slayer and like they played shows of like you know other cool bands and actually their guitarist or their lead guitarist jeff schroeder uh is now playing with is now playing with the smashing pumpkins and has been with mm. the pumpkins for the past few for the past few years um yeah. and uh just it's just really great like Fuzzy, dreamy, summery pop, great melodies, great hooks. Um, They just did this Kickstarter where they wanted to put um, their first EP, was called California, and their first uh, full-length album called Pacifico on vinyl. I actually have the original version of Pacifico on vinyl, uh, but California was never available on vinyl before and i'd always wanted it because that was my first introduction to that band and i love those songs so i was totally willing to throw down the the money on the kickstarter for this because they're just a really great band they've got like a couple of full lengths and a couple of eps out it's really fun um they've got a Probably, if I'm going to recommend some songs, Mm -hmm. I would say they got one called I Can Be Your Man. Uh I'm Stealing to Be Your One in a Million. Mm -hmm. Um, Dive Bomber. This is just like jams. I love
1: that. I mean, how many many albums do they have?
2: They've got, like, two EPs and two lengths out. Okay.
1: And, like, so they're fairly new? Okay.
2: No, well, like, they've been around since the late 90s. Okay. Um,
1: but this is what they have here. Yeah, like know, this just, is just,
2: like, what they have here. And I excuse
1: think, excuse my ignorance, because a lot of times I look on Spotify and I'll be like, oh, they only got two
2: albums. That don't mean that's all the albums they got. Yeah. It right. just means it's all that's on Spotify. Right. Yeah. For, like, the longest time, for some reason, like... Their shit was held up and it wasn't available for streaming, but uh, they just remastered a couple of things because they have this vinyl coming out. So, mm-hmm. um, so their shit is well. Pacifico and California are now back on streaming uh-huh. on Spotify and Apple Music, so you can check them out there. Right. Um, it's really great indie rock, really great rock music. Got great melodies, just like really laid. Like, summary and cool there's been several times where i would like go djing or i would you know go play a set or like an indie set and i would drop a lassie foundation tune in okay. and i would see one or two people sneak up to the booth and kind of like look over like what what is that like, <laughs> what is that so yeah like, definitely one of my most favorite underrated bands uh, check them out also wayne everett has a couple of solo albums out too. He just put out one last year uh called Two Ghosts, and it's great. Two um, Ghosts. Yeah, and okay. it's great, man. I, I uh, actually ordered the. Uh, I actually ordered the vinyl from him, and he's such a sweetheart, man. He like when I got it, this note came out, and it was like a handwritten note to me. I was just like. Oh man! Like if the if the 15 year old me could see me right now, right. I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> mean, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i like Wayne's such a good dude, man. He's a star. Yeah. And so yeah, definitely check out Lassie Foundation. Mm-hmm. Check out Wayne Everett's solo stuff. It's great. Es- like especially if you like that type of stuff, like that, like Ry, Juice, and Mary Chain. We gonna try
1: it out. We gonna try it yeah. out. I'll, I'll I'll try anything once.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we <don't know> that. <laughs>
1: all right. Okay, deaf perspective listeners, that is all that we have for you this week. Yeah. I think you looked at me like that wasn't all we had. Um, are
2: we? Did we like miss something? Don't we think so. Do we? We we got everything on the list, right? Yeah, we hit it all. All right. Okay, deaf perspective
0: listeners, that's <laughs> all we have for you this right. week. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Join us next week for a brand new
2: episode. It's always fun. Yeah. And put it out. It's always good, man. Yeah. It's always all about love. Spreading the information, the the right information, the accurate information. Yeah. That's something what we try to pride ourselves on and try to make sure that we give to y'all
1: and even diving into some of the opinions and some of the conspiracy theories too you know i mean i like that i like that that's silly that's fun but if you listen to this podcast for the news you're listening to it for the wrong reason
3: (laughs) i'm just letting you know i
1: mean we're pretty good but man you know
3: don't be quoting i'm a journalist i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) i'm a journalist. journalist
0: I'm a real boy. I'm 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 like the Black Tom
2: Brokaw in this motherfucker. Yo, (laughs) Black Tom Brokaw.
3: That's what it (laughs) All
1: right, Jaffa, Izzy, I love you guys. Joey, Izzy, I love you, my brothers. I love you, bro. We gonna gonna fuck with y'all next week, man. Peace. Mm -hmm. Peace.
0: Peace.